Welcome, everybody, to this week's episode of Roundhouse Crosstalk, a podcast presented by the California State Railroad Museum. This week, we'll be speaking with Alan Swanson, a volunteer here, about his lifelong connection to train travel. Among other things, we talk about his childhood and the importance of trains on his rural background. Hello, Alan. Hello. How are you doing today, Alan? I'm doing pretty well. Good. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, definitely. Okay. Perfect. Well, moving into our first question today, how long have you been a volunteer at the museum, and how many hours have you logged thus far? If I remember correctly, I was in class number 32 in the year 2001. I've accumulated over 10,700 hours as a volunteer. Awesome. Moving into question two, which is really the heart of our podcast. Uh, We are all made up of railroad stories and connections to the railroad. What are yours? Well, as a boy growing up on a farm northeast of Greeley, Colorado, there was a railroad spur line that ran along the north edge of our farm. There was a local train with a schedule one time per week, one time per week. But I always waited to wave at the engineers that went by the farm. At the northeastern edge of our farm, the railroad also had a yard with two tracks. That yard was named Cloverly. During sugar beet harvest season, there was a train every night dropping off empty cars and picking up the loaded sugar beet cars from Cloverly to take them to Eaton Colorado Sugar Factory for processing. This was about the time I was in bed going to sleep listening to those steam engines grunting to get the heavy train moving. Cloverly also had corrals for loading and unloading of livestock. If we were sending beef, cattle, or sheep to market, we would walk them to our, walk them from our farm along the road to the corrals at Cloverly. The train would come and we would load the livestock on the train for shipment to markets in Denver, Colorado, or even as far as Omaha. Cloverly was also the name of our local 4-H club. And you guessed it, Mahacho scale train model has a fictitious town named Cloverly. The trains were an important part of our farming operation as I was growing up. And incidentally, Eaton was named for Benjamin Eaton, the fourth territorial governor of Colorado. Mr. Eaton purchased thousands of acres of land from the Union Pacific Railroad that they got while building the Transcontinental Railroad. Eaton then developed irrigation in the area by bringing water from the Rocky Mountains to this area, making it very, very productive. My very first train ride happened when I was five years old. My dad made arrangements with the engineer that I could ride in the cab of the steam engine to the end of the line and back, which would take about three hours from our farm. As soon as I got on the engine, the fireman had me tossing coal into the firebox. Then he would have me sit down, and he had to shovel real fast to catch up. This happened several times on the ride. I had to take my lunch since the crew would stop after turning the train around for the return trip. At At the end of the line, the crew would turn the train on around on a Y. When the train was turned, it was lunchtime. 
The crew and I got off the train, took shelter from the sun under an old cottonwood tree, and enjoyed our lunch sprinkled with a few stories that impressed me. My second train ride was when I was about six and a half years old during World War II. My mother and dad and I were taking a trip to California to visit my Uncle Darrell, who was in the Navy station near San Francisco. The trip took several days of train travel with multiple stops for passengers getting on and off and the engine having to stop frequently for water and fuel. One thing I'll never forget was that my dad had to get off the train to get food for us to eat. The line for food was long, and I always worried he would be left behind when the train moved on. He always made it back. When did you start collecting model trains? Since, well, HOs, since I, uh, let's see, that was, I was probably about 15 years old when I got my first HO gauge. What drew you to model train collection? Just my interest in trains. Uh, as a matter of fact, I'll have to tell you a little bit about the very first train I got. I was about five years old, four or five years old. And you could not buy things at that particular time. The World War II was going on. And so my first train set was made out of cardboard. And I remember my dad and my grandfather taking these cardboard imprints and punching them out and then putting the cars and the engine together, and they had wooden wheels with a with an axle on it. And that was my first train set. As a matter of fact, the Railroad Museum has one of those kits. And it's, well, it's not in on display right now. Anyway, that's kind of an interesting side well, moving into question three, what made you decide to give back to the railroad by becoming a volunteer with us at the museum? Oh, I wouldn't want, I wouldn't say giving back. I would say continuing to help the community. As a youngster growing up, our family was always con- involved in helping others. My dad was a 4-H leader for over 25 years. My mother was also involved for nearly that long. My parents and grandparents were very active in church activities. And during, the working, during my working years, I was always involved in some outside activities. When I retired, I knew I needed something to keep my interest and contribute my time. As a member of Toastmasters, I had been on the Speaker's Bureau of the Auto Museum when it first came to Sacramento. So I first went to the Auto Museum to inquire if they needed any volunteers. They said they did, but would not have a class for volunteers until spring. So I stopped by the California State Railroad Museum, where I'd been a member a few times over the years, and asked if they needed any volunteers. The answer was yes, and we have a class starting next Monday. Complete this application, and I will schedule an interview for Thursday. I guess I passed the interview, so here am I. All right, and our last question today is, what is your favorite station or position at the museum, and why? Well, the standard answer is I don't have a favorite. I like all the railroad equipment, the stories that they each tell about the development of the railroads and the important part of the development of our country. I like developing my knowledge in many subjects. I was one of the first group of docents who started the Horses to Horsepower program for school groups. 
and it was a wonderful experience to be part of the development and achievement for education of others. I've been a part of the Amtrak program since its reconstruction, and I have been a member and I've been a member of the Amtrak Advisory Committee. I started the Amtrak newsletter and was editor for many years. Awesome. Uh, well, I just want to give you a big thank you for coming on to the podcast. I know over the phone it can be a little difficult. Um, so I just want to give you a thank you for that. Okay. Thank you. Awesome. Yeah, have a good day. All right. You too. Mm-hmm. Bye-bye. Thank you, everybody, for listening to this week's episode of Roundhouse Crosstalk, a podcast presented by the California State Railroad Museum. If you'd like to share your story on this platform, please contact Jason Rankins to schedule an interview. We look forward to bringing you another story next week on Friday at 3 p.m.